Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Well, peace be unto you all. Truly, God has been good to us. God has brought us another day. We have another day to be thankful for. Today, we're going to be reading a little bit out of the book of Genesis. I went to Genesis chapter 1 and the whole new deal jumped out. And it was, it's quite interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. But we're reading out of Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. I'll be reading that one. Then we're going to Matthew 5, 14 through 16. John 12, 35 through 36. Luke 11, 33 through 36. Ephesians 2, 5 through 10. Ephesians 1, 3 through 7. And 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you, my God, for giving us another chance to seek you, another chance to eat of the bread of life, another chance to drink of that living water. My Father, don't let me say anything according to the flesh, but let me only speak that what is spiritual, my God, and feed us in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Let this seed fall upon good ground and let us bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God has been so, so good to us. It is amazing what God has done. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. And then I will break this verse down. But it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. This is where God let me see the division in this verses. He said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. And then after he said, and it was so, then he said he made the stars also, I always thought when he said, let there be lights in the firmament, that that meant the stars. But there was different light that was so, and then he made the stars. And it made me begin to do some search. And if you go with me to Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, 
Put on a candlestick and then give it the light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Later on it says that we were predestinated before the foundation of the world. When God was creating this natural heaven and earth, he was also creating the spiritual heaven and earth. And when he created lights, he already had you and I in mind. They will be the light of the world and they will sit with me let me not get ahead of myself we're going to John 12 35 30 through 36 then Jesus said unto them yet a little while is the light with you walk well ye have the light lest darkness come upon you for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth well he ye have light believe in the light that ye may be the children of light these things spake Jesus, and he departed and did hide himself from them. Sometimes Jesus, and earlier in this, or later on, it says that God tempted or did, wanted to see what the king would do. And he hid himself from the king to see what was in the king's heart. Sometimes we go through something and Jesus doesn't show that he is there. His disciples were on the sea toiling with the waves of the sea, and they thought they were going to die, but Jesus was watching them. He just wasn't helping at that time. Sometimes you have to go through something by yourself. And although Jesus knows what you're going through and he knows that what you can and cannot make it, he will be watching, but he doesn't help right away. He wants to see what is in your heart. So many people jump around and they say that they are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. They have a zeal for God. They have a fire for God. They don't want to miss a service. They don't want to miss a beat. But then something in their life comes around and goes a little contrary to what they wanted. And all that fire is put out. They don't have that zeal no more. They don't have that desire to go no more. We cannot let that happen. When we have a zeal, he said, well, you have the light, walk in the light. Yes. There's another scripture that says, make your calling sure. Don't let it be that when temptations come along, something goes contrary, that fire is immediately put out. Do you know what that means? That means that that word of God that was planted in your heart landed upon stony ground. And for a while you rejoice and you're so excited. But because you don't have root, temptations come around and you fall away. You're rooted up. You have no more ambition to go. You don't want to go anymore. All things failed. But it shouldn't be that way. We have to walk in the light and when Jesus hides his face, we don't serve God according to the way we feel. We serve God knowing what we believe, yes. that Jesus is with us. He will not suffer no more to come upon us than we're able to bear. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So when he turns his face, we can continue to move because we know Jesus will never leave us. That's right. Amen. That fire won't go out. Because that fire is not based on feelings. That fire is based on belief. When you have fire that is based on how you feel, you will be up and down and up and down because today you feel like serving the Lord and the next day you don't feel like serving the Lord. But when you serve God on belief, what you believe that Jesus is real, your faith doesn't waver. Yes. 
You don't have ups and downs. You might have a couple of tears that run down your face. You might have to get on your knees a little longer, but you will not waver in what you believe that Jesus Christ is in good control of what you're going through. He said, let there be lights. He was thinking of us. And he created us. We are the light of the world. We're going to Luke 11, 33 through 36. No man, when he had lighted a candle, put it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. He said, take heed. Don't let that fire go out. That's right. Don't let that light be quenched. Don't sit there and hide what God has given you. If he's given you a mouth to praise him, praise him. If yes. he's given you talents to play music for him, use it. If yes. he's given you a talent to teach or to preach, make sure you use it. If your talent is just to hold the door open for people to come in, use what God has given you. Yes. Don't let that light be hid. Otherwise, you're going to hear what that other one heard. You slothful and wicked servant. Yes. Because he buried his talent. He yes. buried it. He hid what God had given him. Don't hide what God has given you. Use it to the fullest. If you have an opportunity to use it, use it. Pray that you will be able to use what God has given you. You are the light of the world. Don't let it go out. Don't let that light go out because darkness is always there. It's a little bright in here, so I was going to do something, but it's a little bright. But anyway, can you turn that light off? Darkness is always there. If you let that light go out, you will be full of nothing but darkness. Go ahead and turn the light back on. But when you got light, the darkness leaves. If you have Jesus in your heart, the darkness cannot be there. But if you get into some situations or some problems and you right away put Jesus aside because you're going through something, that is the worst mistake you can do. That when you go through something, you need to cling on to God even more because the light is the only thing that's going to make the darkness leave. You drive at night in a car and you're going no matter where you're going and those little tiny little headlights will let you see. You look to the left and you look to the right and you might not be able to see anything because of how black it is. But those little lights on your car will let you get where you're going because right. you can see. Jesus is the light that is in you and if you keep Jesus in you no matter how dark the world may seem you can see right where you're going and you will end up in front of Jesus and you will be able to hear those words well done my good and faithful servant Amen. he said take heed don't let the light go out don't let it be put out or you will be in obscured darkness we're going to Ephesians 2, 5 through 10. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us <coughs> in Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, 
not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, he said in 14, he said, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. And he said that he has already or preordained us to sit in heavenly places. We are the lights that sit in heavenly places, and we are the lights of this world. When people see us, they're supposed to see Jesus. When they see us walking around, they're supposed to immediately be either convicted, want to run away, or want to go to you. They're not supposed to continue doing things in the darkness when you're there because that means your light's not shining. Because when you walk up and they see Jesus... Even when Jesus was here and he walked the devils themselves, they said, we know who you are. You are the son of the living God. They knew who he was. The devil said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? Because they did not have the light of Christ. They were just trying to do some power miracle without Jesus. And that's not a good idea. But when you walk around, no matter who you're at, where you're at, and you got Jesus and that light is shining and you don't hide it, everyone will know that there is a God in Israel. Everyone will know that you're a child of the Most High God when they see Jesus in you. The three Hebrew boys, they let Jesus shine. They let him shine so much until they actually saw Jesus. They said, didn't we cast in three? Behold, I see four. Jesus hadn't even come yet. But they let their light shine so bright until they said, we're not careful how we answer you. The God who we serve will deliver us. And if not, we still won't bow down because they weren't serving God based on feelings. They were serving God on what they believed that God was the real and only true God. Nobody else. And they did get cast in. God didn't stop them. God could have stopped them from getting cast in. They trust in me. They don't need to get cast in. But God didn't do that. God led them all the way to the end. They got bound. They, he let them increase the heat on the fire. He, they, and I'm pretty sure they did all of this in front of them to scare them. But they didn't move. They didn't waver. And they got cast in. But when they got cast in, their light was shining so bright. He said, I see four. And the fourth one looks like the Son of Man. How did he know who the Son of Man looks like? But holiness is holy. No matter where you go, if you are holy, people will know that you are holy. You cannot say something good and think it's something bad. Can't happen. You don't look outside and see an apple tree and say, you know what, that's a grapevine. You don't do that. You see apples, you know it's an apple tree. When you're holy, they will know you are holy. When you're righteous, they will know you are righteous. And if you fit in with the world, something isn't right. Something's not right if you fit in with the world. But when the world hates you, then you know you're doing something different. Because they're going to either hate you or want to be like you. But they're not going to just mingle with you and keep doing what they're doing. That's not, your light's not bright enough. How do we get our light bright enough? By fasting and by praying. Jesus told his disciples, he said, pray that you will not enter into temptation. We need to pray. Pray always. Pray without ceasing. We're going to Ephesians 1, 3 through 7. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the gospel, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. See, God had predestinated us, but then Adam, he ate and sold all of us under sin. That little light was quenched. That little light was covered up. It was no more shining. It was no more burning until that beautiful day when Jesus hung his head and said, it is finished and the veil was rent in twain, he gave us the opportunity to be adopted into the royal family. He gave us the opportunity to eat of the tree of life. He gave us the opportunity to have our light shining all over again. You think the devil don't want to stop that light again? He does. Because he knows if you're on fire and you get beside somebody, they're either going to start on fire too or run. And so the more you go and the more you spread the gospel, it's just like a wildfire and cannot be put out. The only way that that fire gets put out is if you put it out. But it can't be put out. That fire cannot be put out. They persecuted the, the disciples. They persecuted the church as Paul himself was causing them to die, throwing them in prison. And it did absolutely nothing but made it spread faster. Go outside and get a forest fire going and blow oxygen on it. All you're going to do is make it grow. You won't put it out. That's all the devil does is run around trying to put out our little flames. And the more he blows, the harder we get. Sometimes it hurts, but we get harder and we get smarter and we get wiser and we get stronger in Christ and our light glows more. You can get a couple of little tiny coals that have a little spark and you give them enough oxygen. They will ignite again. No matter how far down the devil got you, don't let that little coal go out. Don't let that little spark die. Keep on praying and keep on giving it oxygen. And when you keep on doing that, it will ignite again. And when you have the light, the darkness has to flee. We're going to 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of, the, of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and at the time of my departure is at hand. See, he says that we're supposed to be ready in season and out of season. The word season means to have an opportunity. The word season means to be convenient. A time of need, well timed out. Sometimes we praise God and we're so excited and we, we preach and we pray and we minister and we go here and we go there because it's convenient. It is our season.
reason to do it but sometimes when the devil makes it feel like it's not the right opportunity and he begins to make it feel like it's not season and to be ready in season and out of season out of season means when it doesn't seem convenient out of season means when it is hard when times don't look like they're adding up you still have to be ready to preach the gospel to let your light shine. When the wind's contrary, you need to let your light shine. When the waves are boisterous, you need to let your light shine. When things seem to be going wrong in every direction, you need to let your light shine. If you only let it shine when it's season time. You're not going to make it because it is impossible. The Bible says it is impossible, but that offenses must needs be. It is impossible to serve God on a life full of peaches and cream. No problems, no drama. That's not going to happen. Why? Because the devil went to make war with the remnant of the saints. He's here for a reason, and he's not skipping a beat. He came to kill you, and if you let him, he will. He came to destroy you, and if you let him, he will. He came to steal everything that God has blessed you with, and if you let him, he will. Yes, he will. But if you are ready in season and out of season, you won't fall. You'll be ready to stand. I don't care how big those waves are. I don't care how hot that fire gets. They can heat it seven times more than they want to be heated and you won't be afraid because you know you are ready out of season. It doesn't matter if the whole world looks like it's falling apart. You still keep your light burning bright because you never know when he's going to call your name. And those virgins, they went and they said, give us some oil because our lamps went out. And what happened to them? They didn't make it in. You don't have time to go and buy. Today is your time to buy. He said, come, buy from me. Eat and drink for free. And if we don't do it now, when he calls your name, you can't hold on. I'm going to go get it. That's, that's too late. That's way too late. Buy it today. Buy extra. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning bright. And then, no matter how long you live, you'll be ready to hear him call your name. And yes. if you live just a couple of days, you'll be ready. If you live many years, you'll be ready because you have enough oil to last until he calls your name. If you want to serve God scarcely, you're not going to have enough. If you want to serve him, I, I will, but you know, this is enough. It's not enough. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not enough. not enough. Going to church once a week, very good, not enough. Pray at the house. Read your Bible at the house. Stay with God 24 hours a day because you don't know when he's going to call your name. That's right. The rich man, he was very rich, so rich, he didn't have room for his stuff. And he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down these barns and I'm going to build bigger barns. And I'm going to say to my soul, live thou and rest. And what did God say? Thou fool. This night. Your soul is required of you. You don't have time to take down your barns. You don't have time to build bigger barns. You need to be ready in season and out of season. You need to be ready to have your name called 24 hours a day. That's right. Always be ready. Because at the end of the day, when you stand before God, you can't blame me. You can't blame Mikey. You can't blame Mary. 
you can't blame Brian. You can't blame me, and I'm the one that said God told me to come over here and preach, and you still can't blame me. When you stand for God, it is you and him. It's not nobody else. Now, the sad part is if he said, I sent your pastor and you didn't listen to him. Now, that is still between you and God. It has nothing to do with me. Because if I lead you wrong, he'll me to give you somebody that will lead you right. He's not going to let you go astray. But now, if you just choose, I don't want to listen because it's coming from that person, then you got problems. Because if God put that person in your life to talk to you and you choose not to listen, then you again stand before God and it's you and God. Be ready in season and out of season. Always be ready. Pray without ceasing. Love one another. Greet one another in love. Be patient. Be courteous. And let the love of God abound in you richly. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I'm going to open up the altar. If anyone needs prayer, just come up. There's nothing that my God cannot do. My God can do the impossible. My God can make a way where there is no way. He can open doors and no man can close them. When God makes a way for you, nothing can stop you. The devil can put stumbling blocks, but he can't stop you. He can try, but he cannot win. He can make it look like you are going the wrong direction, but if you serve God based on belief and faith, you won't be deterred, no matter how bad it looks. opportunity oh lord god thank you my father for everyone that was able to show up today and yesterday my god thank you lord for allowing us to eat and to participate in the holy supper my god my father let the bread of life be richly in our lives my father let the blood of the new covenant be richly in our lives my father cover us with your blood in jesus wonderful mighty name my father i come before you oh lord god and i'm asking that you remember eric in the name of jesus and my father that lord you will give him faith 
one of the gifts is a gift of faith. And I'm asking that you give him the faith that he needs and the faith that he has. Bless him to use it. Bless him to have it all in you. Don't let it waver, my God, but increase it, my God. Strengthen him in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, no matter what it is, let him know that you are not a God that makes mistakes. Let him know that you're not a God that will leave him. Let him know that you're not a God that will give him too much to bear. But my God, give him faith in the mighty name of Jesus. My Father God, remember Adam, oh Lord God. My Father has strengthened him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, you said that in the last days there will be a day when you will say, He that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. My Father, let those words be about Adam and make him holy. You told Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. My Father, you told us, be ye holy, for I am holy. Make us holy in the name of Jesus. Make us righteous in Jesus' wonderful name. My God, use us in Jesus' wonderful name. My God, remember Brian, oh Lord God. My Father, give him the patience that he needs in Jesus' name. My Father, no matter what the situation may be, give him the patience in the name of Jesus. You said in your patience, possess ye your souls. My God, give him the patience that he needs. You told David, stand and when you see and hear the sound of the wind and the mulberry bushes, then go to the battle and the battle battle was already over. All he had to do was gather the spoil. Let Brian begin to gather the spoil of his enemies, my God. Give him the patience to wait in the name of Jesus. And when you say move, oh my God, let him move in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you said, yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. My God, let him wait for you. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. My God, remember Jacob, Lord God. You know, my Father, what he needs. You know what he wants. You know, my God, just how to give him peace to make him happy. In the name of Jesus, you know where the fussing comes from. You know where the crying comes from. But my God, my God, you are the Father. You know, my God, how to teach your children. You know, my God, how to make your children happy. You know what all of us need. You know what all of us want. And I thank you, my God. Be in his life, oh Lord God. And remember Sarah, my God. My father, remember her, oh Lord God. Teach her when to have tough love, my God. Teach her, my God, when to be soft. Teach her, my father, how to put her foot down and let it stay down, my God. Teach her how to be the mother that you wanted to be, the wife that you wanted to be. And my father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you know what her mouth says, but you know what the spirit cries out, my God. And I thank you and I praise you, my God. I'm asking, oh Lord God, that you touch her hands and her feet, that she will be able to be free 
to do what you want her to do, my God, that her mind will be free. You said to the lady, my God, you said, be loosed from thine infirmities. Say unto her mind, be free from all of these vain thoughts, my God. Give her the encouragement, the power that she needs to cast every thought that exalts itself against you into captivity and let the mind that is in Christ also be in her. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. My God, I thank you and I praise you, oh Lord God, for being so good. You are a God of compassion. You are a God of mercy. My Father, remember Wesley, oh Lord God. My Father, bless him and keep him and strengthen him. My Father, there are things in his life, oh Lord God, that he bottles deep down inside. But God, you know every single one of them. You know what he needs. You know why it's there. You know how it got there. But I pray that you will let it out, that he will be free in the name of Jesus. And my Father, remember his back, oh Lord God. Remember the pain that he suffers. My God, you created him. You, with your stripes, we are healed. And we're asking in the name of Jesus that you will touch his back, oh God. That you will take away the pain. That you will let him sleep well. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord God, remember all the children. Remember each and every one of the children, my God. Lord God, remember them when they go to school. Remember them no matter where they're at. Don't let the world seem so appealing until they forget who you are. Don't let lying take over. Don't let lust take over. Don't let fornication take over. Don't let drunkenness take over. Don't let the spirit of deceit take over, my God. But shut their eyes when they need to be shut. And shut their ears when they need to be shut. And open their spiritual eyes that they may see and that they may know that there is a God in Israel. My Father, get each and every one of us ready. Make us ready in season and out of season. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. My Father, I thank you and I praise you, my God. Lord God, you said blessed is he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness. My God, and I'm asking, oh Lord God, you said draw unto me and I will draw unto you. And my Father, Mikey, has drawn unto you. And I'm asking that you will draw unto her, that you will fill her heart's desire, that you will give her the strength to go through any situation, that every problem that lies within, you will take it and get rid of it, that every tear that runs down her face, you will count and change it into tears of joy. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. My Father, remember each and every one of us, O oh God. My Father, bless us and keep us. Don't let it be, my God, that we are so tied to the things of this world that we cannot let go and follow you. But my God, bless us to follow you. Set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth, my God. My Father, make a way for us out of no way, my God. In the name of Jesus, my Father, remove 
everything that is hindering us. If we have a desire to serve you, make it possible. If we long after you, get us ready, my God, in Jesus' wonderful name, because one day you're going to come back. Or one day you're going to call our names. And Lord, we want to stand before you in a robe of righteousness without a spot, a wrinkle, a blemish, or any such thing. Because you are not a God that will lie. You said, I'm coming back for a church without a spot, a wrinkle, a blemish, or any such thing. My God, you told us to be perfect. You told us to be holy. And you told us that we can do it through Jesus Christ. My Father, if there's anything that is holding us back, I ask that you show us. And if it is our desire to move, I ask that you make a way. Cut every cord of sin. Cut every cord of wickedness. And let us be free in the Holy Ghost, free to rejoice in you, uh, free to serve you, uh, free to come boldly before the throne of grace. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I rebuke every foul and deaf and dumb spirit, every spirit of deceiving, every spirit, my God, uh, that is not about you. Uh, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus uh, and my Father for every soul uh, that is in this room uh, that desires to serve you. Uh, I ask that you put your path uh, straight before them uh, that they can walk right before you, my God. Make a way for them in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, everyone that showed up today, my God, Lord, I ask that you give them your right hand of fellowship and you bring them closer to you. Those that would have been here but could not, I ask that you give them the right hand of fellowship and you draw them closer to you. Those that long after you, I ask that you give them the right hand of fellowship and you draw them closer to you, God. But Lord, if they choose to hold on to the world, let your will be done in their lives, my God. Remember each and every one of us in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Lord, but remember your word, that you were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In Jesus' wonderful name, thank you, my God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for just being so good to us, Lord. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for these precious moments. Lord, let your Holy Ghost rest upon each and every one of us. And let us all rest upon you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve.
for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you and may he forever keep you